morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is great to be with you in this, the end of the Easter season. This is the final week of the Easter season where we are the risen, we are the disciples, let me get this right, disciples of the risen Lord, and we all are here because of our understanding of who that is and what that means for us. We have life, life now and forever that is eternal because of the risen Lord. We are here to celebrate that and to worship together. So this morning you have announcements that are in your bulletin. There is a, uh, the annual conference is coming up on June 1st. And as part of the annual conference every year, they uh, try to do some kind of collection in order to help prepare for uh, the season of all different kinds of things that can happen, of storms and different things. So UMCOR has a collection uh, for uh, we have laundry detergent and shampoo that we're collecting. Uh, the information is in here and you can see them out in front to, if you have an idea of what is being brought in. Uh, again, we'll be taking that on June 1st uh, to the conference. Uh, also, uh, this summer, as it has been going on for a little bit, um, the men are, are helping to organize a, uh, a garden that is going to help produce uh, products for uh, the food bank. And so we just ask that the congregation get involved with that gardening. Uh, so if you have the skills and the, and the time uh, and the desire to help out with doing that, uh, the information here, make sure you talk with Butch about that and he can help uh, you with that uh, and getting when that's gonna be needed for uh, that assistance this summer. Uh, it'll be here before we know it, as we know the growing season comes upon us pretty quickly. I'd like to invite uh, Lynn up, if she would come and share our next announcement. Uh, it's something that is going to be starting here uh, in a couple weeks. This is really exciting. We're having a summer Sunday school. It starts June 4th. It lasts for eight weeks. It's a short commitment. We're going to be studying a new book. It's called The Gift of Empathy. It was just published by Stephen Ministries, and we have been invited to be their pilot 
uh, program to give feedback on the book. I've read it, Becky Cultus has read it, we, we think it's excellent. It kind of changes the way you think about interacting with each other. If you would be interested, if you'd like to sign up, I'm going to be in the Narthex after church. Give me your name and I will order a book for you. The books don't cost anything and you do not have to be a Stephen minister in order to participate. This is good, guys. You need to sign up. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. Uh, just one uh, just a reminder for our uh, staff parish relations committee, there will be a, a meeting on Tuesday, which is important for us to, to meet as we continue to manage uh, the things within the church. Uh, with that, I want to in, invite us to kind of calm ourselves for a moment as we have our introit this morning. Please stand as you are able for our call to worship. Let us gather in this place. Let us center ourselves for worship. Let us receive God's blessing. God's blessing is ours. Now, our opening hymn is on page 103, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise.
You may be seated. And please join with me in our opening prayer. Breath of God, renew us in this time of worship. Help us set aside thoughts that trouble us. Help us pause the challenges of the world that taunt us. Pour your spirit within each one of us that we may be respirited in this hour by your power and your grace. Amen. I wanted to actually, I apologize for, I wasn't reading very well right there. I had, I had another thought going in my head, and I should have said it before we started. Um, I was reading over the opening prayer, and then I, I was a little bit overwhelmed with just the, the, the music coming from behind me and in front of me. It, for some reason, it struck me as, um, it touched me somehow because it was, it was loud and proud, I guess, and it just filled me up. And uh, we're going to be talking about bearing witness here in a little bit, um, and I just struck me as music is another form of bearing witness, so I want to just thank the choir and all of you to, for that moment, I guess. Um, the children, if you can come forward for our children's moment. Hey guys, come on forward. We are going to talk about a couple things, and um, I'm going to have a picture up on. I'm going to have a picture up on the screen in a moment. Um, but I wanted to first get an object out. Um, and this, I don't know if, if you guys know what this is. This is an object from a track and field race. Does anybody know what this is? My kids might know what it is, but anybody else want to venture a guess? This is using track and field. And it's passed from one runner to the other. Does anybody know what the name of this is? This might be a tough question. Okay, Luke, can you tell me what this is? It's a baton. This is a baton. So this, in a relay race, this is passed from one runner to the next. So in a relay race, my daughter, uh, Rob, can you put a picture up there? My daughter is in the 4 by 400 relay race, and they made, Cedarville's team made it to regionals, which is pretty cool. It's a, it's a, it's a good step to make it to the regionals of the state, but there's four runners, and each of them has a job. Their job is to one, run one lap around the track, and then they pass the baton to the next runner. Can you pass it on to someone else? And they pass the baton to the next runner. And then when all four finish the race, can you pass it to Catherine? Can you walk it over to Catherine? When, when all four go one time around and the race is finished and the baton crosses the finish line without being dropped, my, my wife says you can never drop the baton. When the baton is not dropped, then the race is finished and the race is won. Okay, so... Um, Passing the baton is another way to say that I'm giving you a job to do. I'm asking you to do the, the next part of the job, okay? So this is a, this is a, pass that on a little, 
pass it down there. This is another object that reminds us of what we're going to learn today when pastor talks. Today is Ascension Sunday. So Jesus rose up into the air and went into heaven. But before he went into heaven, he gave one last um, sermon, one last talk to his disciples. And his, his talk gave them a job. Their job, their calling, was to go bear witness to others, share the love of Jesus and the idea that Jesus died for our sins, share that with others. Be a witness to others. And what I was just saying is that even music, playing music and, and music being a joy to others is a, a good way to bear witness um, and share the love of Jesus for others. Can you guys think of another way to take the baton from Jesus and share the love of Jesus with others? Can you think of an example how you guys could do that in your life? Anybody want to share an example? others. Helping others, finding opportunities to help others. Can you think of an example? Anybody else? When I was a senior in college, I went to an Athletes in Action summer camp, and they, that actually taught me how sports and competing in sports and developing relationships with your teammates and then competing in sports the right way um, with good sportsmanship is a good witness for Jesus. Any, any other ideas? Here's one other idea, um, and I wanted to mention it because we want to mention it as much as possible. I'll make sure I have the date correct. One thing we always talk about every year is Vacation Bible School. So inviting your friends to Vacation Bible School, coming to vi Vacation Bible School and helping out, any adults or teenagers who want to do that, or as kids, us coming to Vacation Bible School and volunteering is a great way to share God's love and be a witness taking the baton from Jesus and, and going forth in the world. So that is July 17th to 21st. So, okay, so, so come July 17th to 21st to Vacation Bible School and maybe bring some friends, okay? The last thing I want to share with you, I always thought about this when I'm thinking about passing the baton. The cool thing is that one day Jesus is going to come back and we get to pass the baton um, to a very special person. We get to pass the baton back to Jesus when he comes back. He's going to finish the race for us in a way. Um, but but we, are, we have this leg of the journey um, to bear witness to others in what we do and what we say. So let's bow our heads and pray. Jesus, thanks um, for bringing us together. Thanks for giving us this opportunity to uh, bear witness and be a part of this relay um, for, for, the, for one of the best races, um, the best race that we have. Um, please be with us this week, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Here's some snacks. Grab one. Luke's going to grab two. He's going to bring one back for Molly because I embarrassed her on the big screen. She gets a treat. <laughs> our, our hymn is... Number 500, Spirit of God, descend upon my heart.
as we continue to think about what was just shared with our children. When we think about who we are walking every day and how we are passing on the witness. It is something that we all have to uh, reconcile within ourselves as we, as we interact with people, as life comes to us in different ways. Everything that we experience and the response that we have is a witness. If we go about our life without uh, holding ourselves accountable to the Lord and calling the Lord to be in, in our lives at all times, that witness may not be what we would like to share. So let us take that into consideration as we pray this morning on asking for that guidance. Let us pray. Amazing God, you, you have shown us so much. There's so much that we can see and learn through the life of your Son, Jesus Christ. When we read the Scriptures, we see how He interacts with folks and how He encountered the struggles of all the different ways that He was impacted. Lord, if we just even take a moment to think about His last week, if we just rest in that for a period of time to understand that all of that that was endured yet, yet he still was a witness. A witness to your love. So God, may we see what we see in Jesus and Lord, may you work that out in us. Touch our hearts and our minds and and the way that we see things, how we process them, how, how we take them in and how we turn them around and send them back out. Lord, we know that we have different struggles and Lord, we, we want to think we have it all. We have it all in control that we can manage life, that nothing is too difficult for us. But Lord, we have shown over and over again that that's not always the case. Lord, first give us courage to admit that we need you in our lives. Give us courage to accept that we need you in ways that we can't even imagine now. Lord, the more that we walk with you, the more that we talk with you and interact with you in our everyday, inviting you into the, the menial things of life as well as those things that we strive for, May you be the one that is taking the lead. Lord, we ask that you would help us in the times when we are challenged, Lord, and we ask that you would pour out a blessing upon those who are in the midst of a struggle right now. Whether it be physically with illness or emotionally with things that are coming and they're having a hard time understanding, or if it's just some unknown anxiety, we ask that you would be with each and every one of these folks. And each one of us has something in our hearts right now that we are holding on to, not wanting to let you have it. Lord, we just ask that you would help us release, to rest, and to follow you. 
We are grateful for who you are and who you call us to be. And we trust that your spirit is at work in us even as we speak. So lead us, O oh God, to be your witness. Let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Earlier I mentioned that we are going to be going to the annual conference uh, in just a few weeks. Uh, and that is a reminder for us that we are connected. We are a connected church. It's not just us. We are connected to a, a larger ministry that reaches the ends of the earth. It is one of those things that our giving, it is a portion of that is spread out into the world in many different ways through our global connection. It is, it is something that we should not only take part in, but we should be excited about how we as this church can be impacted so much more than what we are. Let us give with generous hearts. Usher, would you please wait for us?
Please join in the prayer of dedication. Endless source of life, pour your blessing upon these gifts we bring. Bless our giving in your abundance for the restoration of all people. Through our offering, may those who are weary be energized. May those who feel forgotten find a home. With the joy of your grace filling our hearts, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our scripture reading for today is Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. The Ascension of Jesus. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of, to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Elpheus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Amen.
Today, uh, we are celebrating our graduates. This has been a tradition within the, the church, not just here, but the church, for at least the, the last 25 years or so that I am aware of. I think it is a, a good tradition uh, that allows congregations to well, hear about what's next in the lives of those that they have helped nurture in the faith over the years. It is also a time for the church to encourage our graduates and to assure them that their faith family will continue to support them as they go on navigating life. This is also a good time to remind our graduates that they aren't graduating from church. They are graduating from school. Whether they are remaining in the area or moving a distance away, they will always be a part of the body of Christ, however, their role may be different. It is always important to stay connected with a faith family. Graduation is both the recognition of accomplishment and the mark of transition. I have had the privilege of wearing the cap and gown three times. With all three, I was so excited but more so relieved that I had completed my degree. Every time graduation day came, it was hard to believe that it was finally here. But it was always amazing to me to think back on all the work that it took, all the memories of the good and the hard times, and how much had changed in just a few years. And what was achieved. Celebrating the accomplishment was always a, a, a great feeling. However, I, I think the real celebration should be or is about graduates. Uh, moving our graduates forward in their roles as valued contributors to their communities. Because we all have a role in society. And as, and as our capacity grows and knowledge or power and experience, so does our capacity to impact those around us. In today's scripture lesson, there is somewhat of a, a graduation happening with our first disciples of Jesus Christ. Again, today is Ascension Sunday where we acknowledge Jesus, our risen Lord, ascended to heaven to assume his place of authority over all of creation, establishing His eternal kingdom. Jesus' ascension is worthy of celebration because this event was the movement forward in the reign of God and the plan of salvation. Jesus' ascension also marked the transition of the ascending roles of His disciples, including us. 
Our role as disciples are ascending, if you will, because the role of disciple has risen above earthly expectations. As disciples of the risen Lord, our capacity has grown. And it continues to grow as we mature in our faith. Jesus, our teacher, has prepared us to move forward in our roles. So let's review what we, have learned, we can learn in this passage. What defines our ascending roles as disciples of the risen Lord? Now the sense that we get when we graduate is that we have reached a, a new level. We are stepping up in some way. I want us to have that image in our minds when we think about who we are as disciples of Jesus Christ. In Christ, our outlook is beyond or becomes beyond what most people in the world can see. But we have to reach that point in our, our discipleship where we truly do see what Jesus teaches regarding our future. Now, it's not easy for us to see what Jesus teaches regarding our future. And it wasn't easy for the first disciples either. Luke wrote, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? And he replied, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. So after several years of being intimately involved and connected to Jesus and his ministry, the disciples still held on to their desired future of a political kingdom under their authority. Jesus never took steps towards this future. Nor did his teaching on the kingdom of God suggest it. The desire to build our own kingdoms is the result of our selfishness in nature. But it is our encounter with Jesus Christ. That can transform our desires and our hopes and our plans for the future. So Stepping up into our ascending roles requires that, well, we accept Jesus' vision of the kingdom of God. When Jesus' vision becomes ours, our focus is living into his reality, not our skewed future hope of some kind of prominence in the world. We have to be careful, and I include myself in this warning that we don't lose our focus as, as we envision the future of Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is our, our tendency to, to want our church to be the biggest or the, viewed as the best church in the area to gain some kind of status in our community. The problem with this is that we measure our ascension by the world's definition of success and not by Jesus' vision, which is the width, the depth, and the height of our reach with the love of Christ. Jesus redirected his first disciples who were desiring this worldly power in some way, saying, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
So Jesus lets disciples know that we are given power. But it isn't the, the kind of power that rules over anyone. Unfortunately, again, our sinful nature desires the ruling authority kind of power. We strive to climb the ladder, so to speak, in all aspects of our lives, hoping to reach the point when we answer only to ourselves. However, ascending into our roles as disciples requires us to, well, submit to the risen Lord's authority in our life to receive power for His purposes. Climbing up into our roles as disciples we function as witnesses in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now see this, we, we, we can be successful in the world and be Christ's witnesses at the same time. We just have to be cautious of the power struggle that may take place within our hearts. See, the, the difference is the power of the Holy Spirit motivates us to build Christ's kingdom, not ours. Wherever we are, we are witnesses to the power that drives us. Jesus knows our struggle. And that is why His ascension was so critical to the movement forward in God's reign. As long as Jesus was walking the earth, His reach was limited. However, when He ascended to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit, to motivate the hearts and lives of his disciples, his reach extended to the ends of the earth. Well, that is, if the disciples receive the Holy Spirit and accept their role as witnesses. Now, God was pretty clear about the transition and the movement forward in the plan of salvation through Jesus' dramatic exit, which Luke described like this. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So just for a moment, imagine being Peter or John or pick your favorite apostle, standing there thinking about what, what Jesus had just said about being his witnesses and then watching Jesus vanish in the clouds. And as if that wasn't enough to, to process, two angels appear questioning why you were so awestruck. And when I think about that experience, I think about the disciples had two ways to go. One, retreat into isolation, uh, expecting no one to believe anything they had to say about what they witnessed. Or two, from that experience, be assured that God is faithful to His promise of sending the Holy Spirit and empowering them to be witnesses. We are here today because they didn't crawl into a cave to spend the rest of their days. Rather, they stepped out in faith, assuming their roles as disciples of the risen Lord. Stepping up 
and out into our roles, we are commissioned and sent by God with divine purpose. Jesus' ascension is essentially the commissioning of the church to carry on the mission and ministry of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the bishop of the West Ohio Conference, Bishop Palmer, in one of his addresses to the conference a few years ago, encouraged every church to focus on being a mission outpost rather than gathering places for the people of God. Why did he feel the need to say this? I can't speak for the bishop, but it likely stems from the reality that over time the church has become more inward focused, limiting the the reach of our mission and witness only to those who enter our doors. People, especially today, don't come to the church to meet Jesus. They come to the church because they met Jesus through the church's witness in the community. We are commissioned and sent. However, we can't forget that we were sent with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the central focus for us. It is the central to our response. And we will talk more about that next week, of course, when it's Pentecost Sunday when we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But for now, let me just say, we must attune ourselves to the Spirit to guide our response. After Jesus ascended, and before the disciples received and responded to the Spirit on Pentecost, Luke tells us how they prepared themselves, writing, All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. Together. Prayer is our connection to God, who speaks to us through the Holy Spirit and empowers us to respond to what we hear. Praying together helps us to discern what the Lord is guiding the church to do, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and more so, it helps us to see where God is already at work around us. For some reason, we shy away from, from praying together and seeking the Lord's vision and purpose. We tend to pray for God to join what we're doing rather than the other way around. We have to be intentional more intentional about praying together with an open mind and an open heart to respond with power and divine purpose as disciples of the risen lord we pray together to effectively fulfill our roles i'm not sure specifically how we will be more intentional about praying together but i'm asking us if we encourage one another to do so we will be better witnesses. So Jesus' ascension marks a movement, a movement forward in the reign of God and the plan of salvation. Jesus is our risen and ascended Lord who calls us to assume our role as His disciples 
which has risen above any worldly expectations. So how do we know? We have assumed our ascending roles as disciples of the risen Lord. Well, we accept Jesus' vision. His vision of the kingdom of God. We function as His witnesses in the power of the Holy Spirit. We recognize that we indeed are commissioned and sent. We are sent by God for divine purposes. And we pray together to assure that we aren't building we are building Jesus' kingdom and not our own. So I encourage us all that we may make steps up and out to become Jesus' mission outpost with a reach that extends as far as the Spirit will take us. Amen? Amen. At this time, I want to invite Julie and Grace and graduates to come on forward. You can just come over here, Grace, so everybody can the center. <laughs> Julie's going to share a few things first. It is a wonderful day. We get to celebrate Grace today. She is going to graduate this week, correct? On Wednesday from Xenia High School. And what an incredible accomplishment. I don't know if um, many of you have been around here for a couple of years, but if you have been for about 17 or 18, you have seen Grace grow <laughs> into our church. So I have a couple questions that I'm going to ask of her, and then we have a little presentation and a blessing that we'd like to give you. So. Grace, what is your favorite thing about faith community? My favorite thing about faith community is probably all the people and all the different ways that we help other people in our community. And what, has, what was your favorite activity in, at Xenia High School? Um, my favorite activity was probably chemistry club where we would go to all the different elementary schools and teach younger kids about how fun science can be and do other like science experiments with them and it's really fun. She surprised me on that one. I thought <laughs> it was going to be something else. I love that. I love getting surprised. And um, finally, I think that these folks would love to know what your next plans are. Can you tell us what that is? I'm going to the University of Cincinnati for nursing to be hopefully a travel nurse or a pediatric nurse. Just a nurse, that's all we need right now. <laughs> we need nurses, so we're very, very excited for you. We have a little gift on behalf of the church that we would like to present you. And also, after you go sign up for Carolyn's Sunday School, um, out in, uh, Sunday school class out in the narthex, as you're, as you're heading out the door, we have some Carla cupcakes and some punch and a couple nuts um, to celebrate uh, Grace's uh, graduation. With that, if you mind, everybody, just being mindful of pouring out a blessing upon grace. Almighty God, we just ask that you would be uh, in the midst of grace's life. That you would be the one that is reaching into her heart and showing her what is ahead of her. That she would lean into your guidance, O oh God. That your blessing upon her would be one that she senses, that she understands that she has a role within your kingdom, 
that her heart for uh, it seems to be for, for children, uh, to be able to care for them, and her, her eye on caring for others. God, we ask that you would nurture that, that you would be able to help her to understand that through her work and whatever she does with uh, sharing her life with them in order to care for them, that at that same time she is witnessing to her love that she's experienced of your love, oh God, that your love is going through her to others. So give her courage, give her the strength that it takes, give her the, the mind that it requires to take upon this task in order that she will be a success, but only a success through what we understand as being success for you, O oh God, that it truly is a witness to those around her. It is in the precious name of Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Please stand for our closing hymn, How Firm a Foundation.
have ascending roles because our Lord has ascended. It is up to us to respond through the power of the Holy Spirit that works within us. Go with that power within you, knowing that you are always being led. Go in the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.